Hey, Chismosas. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Igby. And we are the Cheesemay Queens. Queens. <laughs> we might have got it. That might I, be the I, one. I don't think so. <laughs> Season finale. We finally welcome, did it. Welcome, welcome, We made it, y'all. We made it to Decision Day. What, like 75 weeks later? Yep. Like, when did this start? In December? I think so. Late December. Or maybe January. But still, it's half a year. Almost. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this longer than they did the damn experiment. Yeah. We've spent more time doing this podcast and watching this season than they spent actually doing Married at First Sight. <laughs> that makes no sense. It really doesn't. It doesn't at all. I'm not bitter, though. But alas, we are the Cheese McQueens. And if you are just joining us, you might be the smartest person listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> because you didn't have to six you saved so much time. Because <laughs> this was just a clip show. Yes. <laughs> of an episode yes um but cheese means gossip and we have it somewhat today <laughs> i don't have any gossip i don't have any tea igby do you have any gossip any cheese there's a couple of things that were floating around the universe uh, i know it's again slim pickings at this point all the mm -hmm. forums and tweets and instagrams and all that are just people complaining about the results of decision day but <laughs> nonetheless uh, we got a birthday so happy belated birthday to Elijah I guess oh you're nice his, I know his birthday was on the 10th so last week uh, well, hopefully you gain some maturity with age without it <laughs> uh, let's see dr. Viviana was really trying to get the last squeeze of juice out of her married at first sight days, she's been posting like crazy and doing Instagram lives and all kinds I of stuff trying to that. get that last 15 minutes since the rumor is that she's not going to be with the show anymore. But she has not mentioned it whatsoever, right? Right. But it could be a, a Jamie Otis situation where <laughs> you didn't find out you were fired until you were fired. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but she did announce that she's going to start hosting her own couples retreats. So this is kind of, you know, making the antennas tingle. Um, the first one is going to be in October, the 16th through the 20th, and it's going to be in Mexico. So if you're looking for some counseling or whatever <laughs> she's going to be offering, check out her Instagram. I'm sure there's a link tree that you can get the information for that. Isn't that the off season? When is it? What's the date? October. Because I know I've looked for like my birthday, and uh -huh. I think that's off season. I think so, because, you know, people hit it up spring break, summer, 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 and then the holidays. I should go to Dr. Viviana's retreat for my birthday <laughs> by wait, myself. Wait. I thought this was. I thought this was a singles this. retreat. She should do a singles retreat. That would probably bring in more money. It's just a bunch of women. <laughs> but then it's going to be a women's empowerment course. Always spin it. Always spin it. See, that's, they didn't get that degree for nothing. <laughs> oh, she also, in all of her posting, she commented on Instagram in a live why they were crying so much during these 
this episode because yeah, they you, were crying a lot right during the, the whole decision day process there's multiple times where all three of them are crying uh she says that it's basically the edit uh she's saying that in reality these sessions that they're having are like two hours long and we're only seeing like 10 minutes a piece mm. so this is what production decided to edit down for us so that's these are the gems they came up with yes (laughs) all right well that Um, makes more sense because i was like really this is why why are you crying so much like it was i thought it was it was like so much crying that it seemed like put on fake yeah something fake on this show imagine what crazy uh enough about her um Let's see. Oh, Michael. Now, I know on the show it lists him as a personal trainer, but apparently that personal training business like just started right before the show started. And this mm-hmm. is another theory that's going around like as far as decision day and the results and motives, what's going on here with these people? Like we all know they're all trying to sell something. We know Katina's trying to be an influencer. We know Chris was trying to be an influencer. We know Alyssa was trying to be an influencer. Uh, we have Michael. He's got this business where he's looking for clients. Um, so basically, they all have something to gain by being on TV. So mm-hmm. was that their intention into going into this show or were they really trying to find love? And mm-hmm. are they getting a bigger payday at the end for staying together as opposed to getting a divorce? That's what everybody's trying to figure out. But nonetheless, as far as him, he also owns a photo booth company. Well, I don't know if he owns it. He's affiliated with it. It's mm-hmm. called Glow Booth USA. And they do like, the, you know, you see them at weddings and parties and all that stuff. They do the 360 yeah. uh, photos and videos. Yeah. Uh, it looks pretty successful. Uh, their Instagram account, it goes back to 2017. All the events that they have posted look really nice. Uh, they've done work for cable, uh, so for a couple different networks. It also looks like they've done a lot of events for Erica Mena and Safari. I know you don't know who those people are, but mm-hmm. they're they're uh, reality personalities. Safari okay. is Nicki Minaj's ex, and okay. Erica Mena has been on like 20,000 seasons of Love and Hip Hop on VH1. <laughs> um, like they did their baby shower, their wedding some other like random like uh like song releases and stuff like that so um they seem to be doing well which is again why i don't know what level he falls in with the mm-hmm. company i know like on their page they did post that he they posted a picture from Meredith at first sight announcing that he was going to be on the show and they just said our own michael morenci is going to be on next season of Meredith at first sight so and there wasn't so, really much to go off of on the website either. Yeah, it could be because um, I get these photo booth um, offers on mm-hmm. my Facebook feed because I do events for a living. So they always try and sell me like, oh, you can take this photo booth and make your own business. This mm-hmm. is the package. It's mm-hmm. only $14,000. I'm like, no, that's it. I'm good. But it could be something like that where he bought it, and so he is a like a subcontractor kind of, yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, this is another way to drum up business. You yep. need a photo booth, call up Mike. They are fun. Also, he is like a spoken word poet, I guess. Really? Yes. Okay. It's bad. Oh, don't say that. Well, I, I'm not a fan of spoken word. Period. Like, okay. save it. But yeah, there was a video that came up from 2017 where he's talking about like it's about this couple that's in a relationship and like cheating or something. It's like black and white. It's real. So again, is he trying to drum up some? new followers to i don't know what you do with that is can you be famous at spoken word is that a thing um, i don't think so the last poet i saw that got famous was that young lady from the presidential inauguration mm. amanda something yes i know yeah it's her yeah um but she was like an actual poet that wrote them down not that he's not a poet i'm just saying she wrote them down and made a book and stuff like that so if he is drumming up business that's the only thing i could think of is like you wrote it down but that's not the point of spoken word (laughs) just trying to get his viewer count up on youtube get that adsense so i thought that was interesting that is interesting you know he's i will say what's even more interesting is like for someone who's not vulnerable that's very like that's something that takes a lot of vulnerability mm-hmm. get out in front of people and share all your feelings right wow can't talk to your Didn't wife see. though no no can't do that for home up without a tone <laughs> calm down don't tell me to calm down i am calm this is me with emotion exactly whatever <laughs> Then, uh, again, opportunity, take advantage of it. We saw Mark the Shark already had his um, shark t-shirts lined up at the beginning of the season. And now he's progressed all the way to, like, high-end shark fashions. What? So he has this line, MTS1983. That's the Instagram handle, and I guess the brand name. Um, This product is supposed to be coming 2022. It's basically like Lacoste, but... uh, With sharks? Yes. Instead of an alligator. Or a shark instead of like a polo player on a polo. 19, what, 83? Yeah. Underscore between. MTS underscore 1983. There it is. Oh, how funny. It's like literal... With just like a little baby shark. That's really funny. I want to know how much he's charging for this. Like to go from the like cartoon shark t-shirts that came out during episode one to this is bizarre, right? Yeah. We still got switch ups too. Don't forget old switch ups. Switch ups actually has some followers. Not a lot at all, but more than he's still trying to make fetch happen he sure is that is really funny well you know what good luck mark that's all i got to say (laughs) 
Let me see the price point. I might try it just to say I did it. <laughs> I like buy it and send it back. <laughs> I just wanted to see it. Take, take a picture. <laughs> ah, no, I'm good. And the last little bit I have is, you know, I got to, I watched the video so you don't have to. Yes, Our give us an update. Not sponsored <laughs> content. <laughs> Amani and Woody put up another YouTube, I believe last night. Um, so this was from the end of March, beginning of April. As of March 31st, she was 31 weeks. So almost oh, there. Yeah. She um, had a doctor's appointment and uh, looks like the baby's already turned. So he's head, they are head down. We still don't know what gender. They're still uh, calling the baby they, them. Okay. So I don't know if they're going to find out before at this point they're already what nine weeks away so i don't think they're gonna find out ahead of time or (laughs) if they know and they're just not telling us i don't know oh that could be it too the appointment went great the baby is super duper active you can see like during the appointment the like baby moving around she's like fully popped yeah she says that she feels like she's like running out of space and the doctor's like yeah because you are (laughs) (laughs) oh just wait Um, but she says everything is on track, her measurements and all her labs and everything is on point, which is good. Awesome. This weekend that they were filming, she said that Brianna and Vincent actually visited them. Uh, Woody was hosting a champagne brunch thing. It was like a fashion event. And, you know, the two of them are known for being to the nines. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they invited Vincent and Brianna to come down. So, and I know I did see pictures from this event a while back. Um, so again, this was the first weekend in April. So if you look back on their Instagram, yeah, you can see that. yeah, I think I saw that as well. Cause I was like, uh, they weren't in the same season. What's up with this? They're still homies. It's a yeah. family, Stephanie. They are all a family. Only if they're married. Mm. <laughs> And then the only other thing is they went to a Jasmine Sullivan concert. So they are keeping up date night, which is cute. Um, But she had a little bit of a scare. I guess this venue was like super duper packed and she started to get overheated and dizzy and lightheaded. But she said it it wasn't just her. She said not right before she started feeling um, not so great. A girl behind her passed out. Then once she got situated, another person passed out. So this bitch needs to get their ventilation or circulation or air conditioning together. Check the air quality. (laughs) Yeah. And if you've ever been to New Orleans, it's It's not fun. (laughs) Muggy is an understatement. And I can't imagine like being all huddled up in a... Yeah. And pregnant. Right? (laughs) No thanks. But she was able to make it through. She didn't pass out. She was able to her thing was she was going to be mad if she missed the concert because <laughs> she's been waiting <laughs> and she's like not me passing out right before the main act comes on <laughs> and I have to go home <laughs> but she made it through they got to see Jasmine and it was all good I know this was a rescheduled concert because of you know the COVID of it all mm-hmm. I don't know if she had it or somebody in the crew I don't know but nonetheless it got postponed from a few weeks ago to now um, so they're doing good. So before we know it, baby Randall will be here. Oh. I think next month. Yeah. I mean, if that was uh, the beginning of April. 
April. Yeah. Actually, maybe at the end of this month or the beginning of next month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Depends on when he wants to make or he or she make their appearance. <laughs> All I know is it's going to be a cute baby. Yeah, they Should are pretty be a cute baby. But yeah, that's all I got for today. That's a lot. That's good stuff. I mean, it's, it's what I could scrounge up on the streets, the little <laughs> tidbits I could find. Hey, we appreciate that, Igby. But yeah, let's move in into this uh, decision day finale. Let me just say right now, chaos and negativity is the energy that I'm bringing to this episode. <laughs> I'm here for it. I can't this wait. This episode pissed me off so bad. It was, um, it was, it was bad. A bunch of shit. <laughs> it was really bad. I cannot I was... believe, I, I, well, and you remember our last episode, we were like really stretching. We're like, they could say yes, but I don't know. And all of them, all of them say yes. What? I can't Spoiler believe alert. it. <laughs> Now, oh, wait, whatever. You know it. Everybody knows by this time. That's like when they were all pissed off on Reddit because there was a, a post block for like 24 hours. And people were like, why is it so long? I was trying to come on here last night after the episode. And da -da -da -da. <laughs> Calm down. There's plenty of time for you to bitch. Relax. <laughs> cool your fingers. Reddit. <laughs> I know, right? They were immediately ready to talk shit <laughs> in the in real time. <laughs> in real time, and yeah, there should be a safe place for that on Reddit. But it's the same thing. Like, didn't, if you don't want to be spoiled, don't go on Reddit. That's like, hello, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rule number one about Fight Club: don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> don't search the hashtag if you don't want to be spoiled. Like, hello. I agree. I agree with that completely. But there it at first sight. Season 14, episode 17. Igby, do you have a title? Got my mind made up. Who said that? I don't know. I just thought about it right now. I have no idea. I don't remember anybody saying it. I don't remember. I wasn't wasn't fully in tune with everything. Just because, like you said, it was just a complete clip show. It might have been Olajuwon. Because. Well, then you know I wasn't listening to that fool. <laughs> girl. Just, just wait. <laughs> I think it might have been him because he was talking about how when his mind is made up, he can't, nobody can make him think otherwise. Mm. He was talking to Dr. Pepper. But anyway, we'll get to him. All right. Let's start. Let's start with Jasmine and Michael. Now this one, you know, we, uh, at least I was like, she, she might say yes. She, she might, I don't know. Um, but yeah, this was a surprise for me. Even though that's what I wanted, it was still surprising. So it starts off with the experts, they're talking. Viviana is surprised that Michael and Jasmina have not had sex yet. Cal has no idea what's going on with them. And Pepper says it can go either way. And in the voiceover, they start doing like the little clips and whatnot. And Michael is talking. He says when he first saw Jasmina, she took his breath away. I mean, she is gorgeous. She did. Yeah, she took everyone's breath away. 
She's exactly what he asked for, the epitome of a strong black woman, but she's got opinions. The beginning of their marriage was rocky, and although the marriage has taken a turn for the best, the worst still scares him. And then it's Jasmina's turn. She says that Michael is loyal and humble and kind and has a heart of gold. He helped her realize she should listen before she speaks. He has shown up for their marriage, but his lack of accountability frustrates her. She doesn't have romantic feelings yet. She sees him as a partner and a friend, but not so sure if he's a husband. And then we get to the room where everybody's at and they walk in. Cal asks how it's been. Jasmina says it's good. Mike says they've made a lot of progress. He came into this wanting to be vulnerable, but that has not been easy to put in practice. When he started being vulnerable with Jasmina, it was super uncomfortable, but now they're at a space where it isn't anymore. But the romance and intimacy are at a standstill. It is stagnant and he doesn't know if he's working on a friendship or a marriage with his wife. Cal asks Jasmina if, he, if she agrees. She says they're not kissing because she's not there yet. People forget that they hardly spoke during their first month of marriage. You know, they showed all those clips. I forgot. None of that stuff was resolved, at least in front of the camera. No. About the all roommates, the... the female roommates, two of them. <laughs> None of it was resolved. <laughs> Didn't happen. Lying. Doesn't matter. Yeah, she said there was two different occasions where she seriously considered divorce. She has a fear that they won't get there, but then again, you know, they're holding hands, leaning on each other. He grabbed her booty during a cuddle. And then there's this whole conversation about the booty grab. Uh, Pepper even uses the phrase booty train, which cracks everybody up. In the end, Jasmina says that he would know if it wasn't okay. Mike says he hasn't known, so why... That's why he hasn't done anything. Cal says intimacy is not that far removed from their relationship. He says the friend, the romantic person, it's not exclusive. There shouldn't be a separation. And then Pepper asks for a decision. Jasmina says they've come a long way. She didn't think that in the last month she would even want to be around Michael. And at the end of the day, she feels like she doesn't know him enough. So she wants to get to know him more and stay married. And Mike says, that was the longest yes ever. And he's all smiles, though. Michael says he went through, he, he went into this serious. He said he would put 100% effort in, and he's done that. And he thinks that she's done that as well. They have a big elephant in the room, which is the intimacy, of course. And that's his biggest worry. He's not ready to walk away from the marriage, though. If they were away from the cameras and all the extra situations that production has put them in, they, he thinks that they would have been further along. And she agrees. So he says, yes, he wants to stay married. They pop some bottles. Everybody's celebrating. Uh, in ITM, Jasmina says that she's relieved. He didn't say no because she was about to flip a table. Now they can be by themselves and work on their connection without having other people involved. She sees the potential in him and they've come a long way in the past month. Cal makes a toast on how they have weathered the storm, the challenges, the hard times. Now they have found out 
what the beginning of a beautiful marriage can be. And he wishes them success from here on out. And everybody says cheers. In an ITM with Michael, he says he feels really good about the decision. They've made so much progress. They have a great foundation. And it's too early to say goodbye to each other. They have things to work on, of course, but things are only going to go up. And it feels like their real first day and uh, their real first start in their marriage. And that's it. <laughs> shocked. Yeah, I was really shocked because, you know, she kept saying, like, her if she didn't have romantic feelings, her decision would say would be no. And so I was just wishful thinking because I think they're cute. I like them together. And how is their intimacy supposed to grow with them living apart? Did they say they were living apart? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't see hear that part. At, uh, later in the episode, they say it. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know. And again, this is the first time she's ever been in a serious relationship that wasn't long distance. So, yeah. Again. There's that. Well, you know what else we didn't talk about? The look. Oh, the look. She, well, she always looks great. Dress was cute. And he, and he had a cute suit on. Yes. Very brave choice. I love the color. Mm-hmm. Clean up nice. They look so good together. If he could just be a couple inches taller. Oh, that was funny, too, when she was like, you never heard that. Uh, coffee makes you stop growing <laughs> he's like no <laughs> but that makes sense and then they like bust out laughing that's cute as he's like struggling to reach to the top shelf in the cabinet oh the my kitchen. god <laughs> so funny um okay what do you think will they make it to reunion no i don't think so i hope so but I don't see how she's going to get past that. Yeah. So I hope they stay together, but I don't think they will. I think she, if she was going to get over this little attraction factor, if she was really attracted to him, it would have happened already. But then again, I don't, I can't remember her comments about her past relationships, whether they were, which it was like a mirrorless situation where she always takes her time. Mm. or is she attracted to him and then they that intimacy is already there i don't know do you think she's gonna hit it just to try it See yeah sticks. yep <laughs> it's important if i was her if i was gonna say yes i would have done that before the decision day that would have sealed some deal for me or not <laughs> or not i mean i get it next couple your fave. Katina and Elijah one. Oh, God. So we open to them. First, we initially see Katina in her hotel room. She's letting us know that she's already tired. She had to get up at 545 in the morning to get glam because, you know, she has to have her face beat, especially if she's going to get dumped. She has to make sure she looks at least looks good. <laughs> Then we see Olajuwon. He's saying he doesn't know what their final decision is going to be. Their marriage is already a lot. And they really have to think about their future as far as kids and traveling and career. Uh, he says that the day is going to be interesting. So before 
Katina and Olajuwon arrive, the experts discuss how it's been so far. Dr. Viviana says that this marriage, that in the marriage, they're both committed and they have to work through some issues. Uh, Dr. Pepper interjects and says that the problems that they are having are about things in the future, not necessarily what's going on in the present. Uh, Pastor Cal says he thinks that they're using that as an excuse. Married couples are able to function and have regular day-to-day lives. They both need to be willing to mutually compromise or else it's not going to work. We're looking at you, Olajuwon. (laughs) Dr. Viviana thinks that Olajuwon is doing all this stuff as a power play where he's setting these expectations for Katina and then testing her. And no matter how many times or how many tests there are, he's just going to keep going. There's always going to be something. So I, I noticed that remark and I agree with that, but how come she's never expressed that to Katina? Like, are they not allowed to voice their concerns about the relationship? Cause when someone's in something so negative, they don't realize it. They yeah. don't like, they're trying to make it work. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not looking at it from that lens. So if a professional came at you and said, have you noticed that this isn't healthy, what he's doing? But so they're not allowed to tell her that that's that sucks because they all see how toxic and unhealthy that is. That's awful. There's professionals. <laughs> Are they? Or just playing some on TV? Right? Jeez. But nonetheless, she thinks it's only a matter of time before Katina feels either stuck in their relationship or is ready to flee. Uh, Then we see Dr. Pepper tell us that basically the two of them are ready to settle down and give up the party player lifestyle. They both have fun loving personalities, but they're both at a point in life where they want to start a family and a future. Olajuwon has been very critical of Katina during the experiment and Katina has been slow to be vulnerable with him and open up. Dr. Pepper hopes that they continue on the path to becoming a great couple and you know what they envisioned when they matched them initially so then this is when they do the whole montage of flashbacks they show the clips they've been showing us all season of the good and the bad we see Olajuwon on the butt phone at the bachelor party um, I forgot about the that. wedding and the reception <laughs> we see Katina's corny ass movie night we see the text message fight. We see the cooking <laughs> lesson. Uh, you're not a grown woman fight. We see Katina crying and saying that she doesn't feel like she's good enough for him. All these beautiful memories. Aww. Oh, that's what I want in a marriage. Exactly. And then just on top of those clips, they're just talking about how they feel about one another and what's going on in their mind going into decision day. Uh, but then we actually get into the actual session and Olajuwon comes in first greets the experts pastor cal talks about his hair which i thought was weird because hasn't hasn't pastor cal seen him since he cut his hair because he did that really early on no he's only had his sessions with pepper Hmm. right because i think they they put him with pepper that one time and it was so you know dramatic that they're like, oh, we got to put them together again for the second one. Because we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even then, nonetheless, like, they're supposed to be seeing footage of them through this process. and not So why is he surprised about a haircut? 
I don't know. And this also proves that we see the neck tattoo is not there. So that scene that we saw of them making up <gasps> from that fight is fake. Oh, also, if you notice in that gosh. clip, when they're the I... makeup clip, he has a hat on huh? because at the reunion, he has different hair than he does now and at decision day. And so does Katina. And in that clip, she had her hair wrapped up in a scarf. And not one other time I remember in the season, did she wear a headscarf? Because at the reunion, she has different hair too. She has short hair now. Uh Uh-huh. And bangs. I don't know. That shit was 100% absolutely fake. Wow. You just blew my mind. I didn't even even look at his neck because I hate staring at his I was waiting for it. (laughs) I was like, tell me they fucked this up. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. So That's pretty good, Igby. Look at you. You know... If, if, if something's going on in the background, I'm going to see it. <laughs> I'm going to zoom in. <laughs> but nonetheless, uh, Olajuwon sits down. He already seems like he's about to cry. Like, I don't know what his deal is with that, but okay. Mm. Then Katina walks in. She's looking like a dream. She's got her little slip dress on. This is when I was like jealous. I'm like, why can't I be real thin so I could just put on a sheet of anything and just walk around? <laughs> I didn't realize how tiny she is. Mm-hmm. That white just made her look even tinier. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they look amazed. Um, then we see an ITM where she is telling us that their relationship their relationship is on an incline. Wait, incline? That's up, right? Yeah, yeah. incline. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. oh, Katina. Oh, they just. You're giving them too much material for them to use. Uh, they like find a way every episode to make y'all sound so dumb. They are so so dumb. Uh, but she's concerned about the differences and where they are in life. If that could be, you know, a deal breaker for them. Pastor Cal asks how they're feeling today. Katina says this is the longest time they've ever been apart from each other, each other since they've been married. And Dr. Pepper asks if she missed him and. Of course, Elijah Wan is like, yeah, you can go ahead and tell him, tell him, babe. And Ew. she's like, no, because I talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> they just, yeah, weren't physically next to each other, but they did speak. Then they ask him how he feels, uh, how it feels to see her. And he says it feels good and that he always smiles when he sees her. She knows that. And for once, he's actually giving her eye contact. I don't know if he's like not high as a kite today or what because normally when they're having a conversation or a session he for some reason does not look at her but in this conversation he's actually pointed his body and is actually looking her in the face so i guess that's an improvement then pastor cal asked what were some of the best things about their marriage. And Katina basically says that he takes her out of her comfort zone. She talks about the different dates that they've been on together, like the crazy horseback riding on their honeymoon, uh, the petting zoo visit with Hershey, the gazebo. I mean, llama, I mean, sheep. (laughs) But would he take her on these dates without a camera crew? Because I feel like he's not that creative and he just wants to stay home and make her cook awful food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not trying to spend his money on that. 
Well, maybe maybe they'll go on all these excursions that they're traveling to twice a month. Mm. With what money, Elajuan? That's what my question was. <laughs> and what unlimited vacation time do you have? Like your schedule is just free like that to go travel every two weeks. Okay. Uh, then she says that she also really likes the gondola ride and he chimes <laughs> in and says yeah he really enjoyed it as well and then compliments himself on saying gondola correctly which he clearly is still saying very wrong <laughs> and the editors troll him by putting a funny sound effect on top of him saying it. <laughs> he says that she brought Italy to Boston and that was really special to him because she knows how important travel is to him. So that was amazing. Then Dr. Pepper asked them about the tough moments that they've had. Katina goes into the whole phone app situation. She says that that was one of the bigger arguments that they've gotten into and he agrees. Funny enough, I watched a video today uh, about rumors and they talked kind of about this whole app situation and how, you know, Elijah had his point about how he deleted Isaac and that's why he doesn't have Instagram and all this stuff. But somebody went on his Facebook and he follows like bootylicious babes or big something about butts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, is this a double standard? Because if Katina was following like hot dudes on yep. Instagram, you'd be pissed off. But it's OK yeah. for you on Facebook to be following big booty hoes. Because it's group. Facebook and not Instagram like you're so full of shit he is he's stupid uh but he says that them having that argument was good because they can see the growth from it he thinks that his reaction should indicate to her that he cares not that he's a psycho he thinks that it was a real test for them and that everything happens for a reason it also proved to him that anything could be fixed and then Pastor Cal says, I am so happy you said that. <laughs> and then he changes his tune and says, well, some things. Real quick to change mm -hmm. that up. So they move on and Dr. Viviana asks them if they feel like their connection has grown as well. Olajuwon says, for sure. He feels like their connection is very genuine. It's beautiful and it's real. It's because they have the chemistry there. And this is when Dr. Vivia questions why they've held on on sex. If that's true. Um, how has that affected their marriage? Elajuan says it makes him think that their marriage is stronger because if you give yourself away, you can stop caring about who you are as a person. Then he throws her under the bus as usual and says that she wanted it and that, you know, he allowed her to watch him shower. Nice. So she that's how he knows the desire is there. I'm like, he's so weird. But he says for himself, uh, he wanted to do something he's never done before by not totally objectifying her as a sex object and actually getting to know her as a person. Good on ya. I hate him so much. I know he like, wanted to meet he talks he talks about it so much that it makes me want to think that he's not like this at all like see right through you you know what I mean like yeah. 
it's all a bunch of talk. Like there's no yeah. one in his bed. Yeah. Might have my believe it for a second. <laughs> well, Katina's seen it apparently. Oh. Hmm. We should well, send it to Poodle and ask. She she gave him a Yelp review at the end of the episode. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but but at this point, she's been without it for eight plus weeks. So, just saying. <laughs> anyway, just, <laughs> just saying. Uh, what, what do they say? Um, sex is like pizza. Even really bad pizza is not that bad. <laughs> it's still pizza. You ever heard that? No. <laughs> and I am not of that. Elf. <laughs> you don't think that? No. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for those flashbacks. Appreciate it. No problem. Uh, let's see. So he says that if he would have given in to the flesh, that he wouldn't have been able to, you know, meet her on that deeper level. He says that he knows himself, and if they had gone all the way, they would not have the type of chemistry they have now. I told y'all, his whole ass cannot control himself, and that's why he would not sleep with her. Isaac was going to be reactivated. <laughs> he can't <laughs> control himself. But Katina says that she thinks that they've made it to a point where it could happen. She thinks that if they both say yes, by the next time they see the experts, the deed would be done. Then Dr. Pepper brings up the visit that she had the week before where they talked about their timelines conflicting uh, regarding her career, kids, travel, all that stuff. She says that, or she asked them if they've made any progress on that. Katina says that she's not willing to compromise school, period. She thinks that she'll be able to travel, but maybe not as frequently as he wants to, since again, he wants to go on two trips a month. Again, with what money and what time. But he's got it figured out, apparently. Um, she also says that she would like to have a child in the next two years, but she's not really pressed about it. If it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, that's fine, too. Uh, she says in her way of thinking, it's more of, you know, letting time pass, seeing where they're at in life, and then making a decision from there, whether or not they're ready or if they need more time. Um, at this point, Olajuwon doesn't look, too happy about that response but again i don't know if i trust the reaction shots all the time this yeah whole show is a jigsaw puzzle so who knows true. they could have been on a break and just filming him and that's just his resting bitch face <laughs> then Elajuan says there are things the, all these things are in the future so no one knows what's going to happen no one knows what that's going to hold it's not going to be perfect but they'll figure it out Pastor Cal asked them about the roles they play in the marriage. Uh, he asked Katina, does she feel comfortable where they're at? She says that Olajuwon is a traditional man that wants, you know, the Betty Crocker wife to cook and clean and be at his beck and call at all times. And once again, Olajuwon slams her and says that was important to him because he needs to know at the end of the day that his kids can eat and he can eat. And, you know, the house is taken care of and they can go to bed and rest easy. 
But Katina doesn't have that skill. <laughs> and the experts are like, what? Taken aback and they're trying to get some clarification. And they're asking like, what does that mean? Like she doesn't cook for you? Elijah says, no, it's that she can't cook. Jeez. And then they try to go a little bit deeper and like Pastor Cal is saying, okay, do you mean she can't cook well? As in she can't make you a five course feast or something, but she could throw, you know, a peanut butter and jelly together. You'd be set. You'd be fed something. Yeah. And he says, no, her food is not even edible. She can't even make an edible meal. and katina's like don't play me like that like that's not true and he says yes it is the last meal you cooked for me was not edible at all dead ass serious yeah i wonder what it was (laughs) girl i don't know he ate that spaghetti yeah he ate them eat that every eggs. day. <laughs> eat that every day. Oh, ugh. Ugh. Katina then, just needs some crock pot stuff. Save her all some time. I'm telling you, girl, I got that rib recipe. <laughs> Set it and forget it, dog. Send it to her. Send it to her. See what <laughs> she says. <laughs> you should. I'm not even kidding. You should. No, I don't want to contribute to Olajuwon's well-being. I know, but Katina can use that recipe even after she dumps him. That's true. For the next man. Mm-hmm. Uh, or for herself. That's true. <laughs> that's who I made it for. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but Pastor Cal's trying to be the voice of reason, and he tells Olajuwon, hey, bro, think about what you are saying right now. Just... Think about what you're saying. <laughs> Which, of course, goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. You're saying, yes, you got to go home with her, dummy. <laughs> Dr. Pepper says, this is something fixable, but Olajuwon seems convinced that it's not really. And at the end of the day, nobody can tell him what to think if his mind is made up. You know, he thinks she's never going to learn how to cook. And then that's what he thinks. And it's not going to change, even if that means hurting her feelings or if it comes off harsh. It is what it is. Sometimes the truth is hard. Uh, Pastor Cal reminds them that, again, trying to be the voice of reason, that if there's a problem in the relationship, he needs to make sure to not attach it to her as a person. Which, again, goes in one ear and out the other. Then he asks Katina how she feels about her role as a wife. She said she was actually looking forward to doing some of the traditional things that Olajuwon wants. But she thought it would be more 50-50. Like, she doesn't mind cooking dinner, but she doesn't want to do it every single day for the rest of her life. Yeah. Uh, then Elijah goes on to say, you know, maybe he's more of a traditional guy than he even thought he was. Uh, they both have made big sacrifices, but was the sacrifice big enough for this to work at the end of the day? This whole thing is so ridiculous. Like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. And I know I was saying on Twitter when I was live tweeting the show, why is it never brought up again that Katina is an influencer, a food influencer? So of course yeah. you don't cook. Why would you cook when you can go out to restaurants for free, make sponsored contact content, which is 
working and have a good time. Like, why would you cook if you could do that? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's probably way over his head. He don't understand any of that. Or like, you want to do all this traveling. Is she cooking on the road? Like, what the What? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but now it's a tax write-off because she could be making content Hello. about where y'all are going. Hello. You are not Ooh. seeing the potential to flip all of this because you want to be an asshole. But anyway, it's time for the big question. Do you want to stay married or do you want a divorce? Katina goes first and says that she's enjoyed her time with him and she really does feel a bond. Even though their timelines don't match up, that's not a deal breaker for her. So her decision is to stay married because she feels like their marriage needs more time than just the eight weeks. And then it's his turn. And there's an immediate red flag because he starts off by saying, I hope you don't take this the wrong way, which means you know you're about to say something fucked up. Yep. So he goes on to tell her that he came into this marriage looking for someone more established in life, and that would be a reason for him to say no today. Then there's a long, dramatic pause, and they cut to like the experts looking at each other all confused, like, what? What is he doing? And then he continues and says he loves their chemistry, he loves who she is as a person, and he loves being around her. Her effort is what made him overlook all of her faults, basically. He says that his dad used to always tell him that you don't always need to know what's next for you. Sometimes you need to just live in the moment and enjoy the people around you now. He says that before the wedding, he had decided that his dad made him go through this process and had chosen a woman for him. And this is when he reveals that decision day is actually his dad's birthday. And his dad passed away back in 2008. Oh, wow. that's why it was super duper emotional. Like he's crying. The experts are crying. Katina's crying. Like uh, she didn't know any of that. And she didn't know that it was his uh, birthday, his dad's birthday. And, you know, they, she gives him a big old hug and is trying to comfort him. And um, then he goes on and gives her a backhanded compliment as usual saying he'd rather have a girl who doesn't know anything but is willing to try than to have someone who has everything and doesn't show any effort. Like, but if you have it, then it's effortless. So that doesn't even make sense. (laughs) He doesn't make sense. He's an idiot. He says that his level for respect for her is so high. Sure. Sure, Jan. (laughs) That's my line. And, uh, you know, why would he walk away from her or let her walk away from him? He says that he would love to continue his marriage with her. And, you know, they have the big hug and kiss. She admits that she was scared that he was going to say no and was actually bracing herself for it, which is sad. And I think why they made her go first. Yeah. Uh, They popped champagne. Dr. Viviana gives a little spiel about how they've learned so much in this marriage. And then they toast. They send them off into the sunset with the bottle of champagne and tell them to go ahead and do what married folks do, which we find out they did. (laughs) And that's the saddest match in Married at First Sight history. Agreed. So disappointing. So disappointing. 
Awful, awful, awful. I didn't really know what to expect from Olajuwon on episode one. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was just not even a roller coaster. I just didn't like him the whole entire time. Because <laughs> he's trash. Yeah. And she deserves so much. She does not deserve this treatment at all. And she just accepts it. Like, oh, great. I'm, yeah, I'm finally married. I finally am not. I'm off the streets now. Even in this episode, when he was talking all that shit, she was like visibly like trying to bite her tongue and not say anything. There's absolutely no way you're going to like dog walk me like that. And I'm just going to sit there and be quiet. Yeah. On national no. television. No. <laughs> That's what I said on Twitter. I was like, I hope I know it's not going to happen, but I wish that she would just curse him out for eight weeks of abuse <laughs> and just like <laughs> let him have it. But of course, no, she just sat there with her hands in her lap and smiled. While he mm-hmm. continued up until the last minute to fucking disrespect her. And the experts just sat there and watched him do it. Again yep. And again. Yep. And again. I just don't understand that whatsoever. What's your what's the point of you there? If you you're not there to redirect at, at least, at the very least, redirect his language. I don't know. I do not know. They're pointless. They're, yeah. They're great, great couple counselors, right? <laughs> All right, let's move it along. Noi and Steve. So Noi and Steve, the experts are talking about them. Pepper says that they have struggled throughout this process. Cal says that his lack of a financial plan is upsetting to Noi and Viviana doesn't blame her. And the fact that they still haven't worked it out has caused Noi anxiety about decision day. In a voiceover with Steve, he says that he's in love with Noi for so many reasons. He loves her playful, bubbly personality. Her laugh is infectious. She's beautiful. She wears her heart on her sleeve and emotions on her face. She comes from humble beginnings. Sometimes he feels like Noi doesn't think he's good enough for her though. And he's tired of having to prove himself. In Noi's voiceover, She said the moment she saw Steve, she was so relieved. Steve is a dreamer, adventurous, and a free spirit. She admires how he can live his life on his own terms, which I thought was interesting because she hates that. She hates that so much. (laughs) She hates that she's working and he's taking a nap. (laughs) Anyway, he knows how to make her laugh. He loves that he will sing and dance with her. Uh, seeing him interact with sushi warms her heart and she but she worries that he can't contribute financially which is interesting because he's been paying for most of the things in their life so far right he even said he's contributing more than her yeah so where's the receipt buddy yep she wonders if he can trust her unconditionally when she's the one who doesn't trust anything he's saying or doing. <laughs> Projection at its best, baby. Yeah, yep. So Steve walks in. He's walking in with flowers for everyone. Good move. Very impressive. Classy guy. Was that a custom Tom Ford suit? Oh, I don't know. How am I supposed to know that? I'm just saying, because he's secretly a millionaire. So I thought Maybe. he was going to come dressed to the nines. I do see he ditched his uh, 
diamond earrings and a chain. Thank God. He's too old for that. <laughs> He's got to, you know, portray his rapper persona. I guess. <laughs> got to dress for the job you want. Sure. Okay. But he don't have no job. Because he's going to be a rapper, stupid. <laughs> Go check out, what is it? Get Down on all streaming platforms. <laughs> Available on iTunes. Oh, I didn't even write that. I didn't even write that Noi came in. I think she came in first. And she was wearing I don't a remember. pretty pink. She wore a, a really nice pink dress and everybody was commenting mm-hmm. on it. She looked good. She looked great, yeah. So... Pepper asks if they missed each other after a day of not being with each other. They both say yes. And Noy says, yeah, she made it through. Pepper asks what they remember about their wedding. Noy says that they had an incredible wedding. Steve said they instantly hit it off and Noy agrees. And then they kind of talk into the, about the, the honeymoon and how she said the L word way too early after like three days. But she says it just felt right. She loves how in the middle of an argument or if they're having a rough time, he looks after her, even when it's not fun to look after her. He's wonderful and comforting. She knows she's safe with him and she just thanks him for doing that. And they have a really like sweet moment and they hug. The experts are already passing the tissues around, which we now know is maybe an edit. And Cal asks why that touches her so much. And she says she just hasn't felt that safe to express her emotions or open up about her feelings and past relationships. She didn't know if the other person was going to be judging her, thinking she was crazy or thinking less of her. And Steve is not like that whatsoever. Despite that, they do have things to work out. They are very similar. Family means a lot to them. They're both very playful, but they butt heads about household stuff. The 50-50 thing is not realistic. Steve says he understands where she's coming from, but he cooks and he cleans and he wants her to contribute. He feels like he should be able to ask for help like she asks help from him. And Viviana nods her head. Uh, in agreement with him, of course, could be editing again. Uh, Noi says that when you're with someone, she feels like you shouldn't, you should do things freely and without question. But Steve is always counting things up and bringing them to her attention. And Steve's like, all I want is some balance. He doesn't want to feel like he's doing everything. If this is how things are now, how is it going to be when, when they have children? If it, he feels like he will be taking off, taking on a significant load. And that's what he's scared about, doing all of the work. And Noy says he just has to trust that she will pick up the slack just like he does for her, especially, especially since he doesn't have a job. And Cal picks up on this right away and asks Steve if her referring to him not having a job hurts his feelings. And Steve says it's challenging because he knows he's capable of having a job. She gives off the impression that she thinks that he's not capable of holding down a job. It doesn't feel right to him. It doesn't sit right with him. And Cal said that when he first met his wife, 
he was in a similar position that Steve is in. So he sees a lot of himself in Steve and he believes that Steve is on his way to strato. I couldn't even say it. Strato. He's going up. <laughs> I say strato. I can't what? say it. Stratospheric heights. Is that right? Stratospheric heights. That's a lot of syllables. Okay. Well, that's how Cal feels. The trajectory of Steve is. He's going up. And just because he doesn't have a job now doesn't mean he can't provide for the family later on. It's only been eight weeks and it's just a snippet of what marriage could be. And then it's time for the decision. Steve says that when they stay up and talk about their hopes and dreams without judgment and so comfortable with each other, it makes him feel really special. He can't think of anyone else he would want to do this with, build a family with, and have arguably three children with. Maybe two, but yes, absolutely his answer is yes. So that's his answer. And Noi says that... Before coming to this day, they discussed how they haven't resolved their issues. She doesn't think they've come to a point where he really trusts her. He's still learning to trust her, but she knows that he at least trusts her to take the next step. So she would love to stay married with him. In a short amount of time, he has taught her how to be vulnerable. He has opened a part of her that has been dormant for a long time. She feels like she can be her true self around him and he loves and accepts her for all that she is. And then they hug and kiss and the experts are crying and they pop the champagne and uh, yeah, they're all happy. And an ITM Steve says he's still a married man and it feels great. This is the outcome he wanted and it feels really good to officially hear it. Cal makes a toast. They've had an incredible journey. He says that they've made it look easy and he knows it's not easy. And so for better, for worse, for richer or richer. And then he says the whole, you know, thing. And then they cheers. In an ITM with noise, she says that she is so relieved because she knows there was so much there to fight for. And she knows that the love they've built together will pull them through any storms they go through. And uh, yeah, that's it. They just are staring at each other all lovey-dovey. Viviana says she hopes that they always look at each other that way. And at the end, there is one little, little thing more when they get together with the big group at the end. Steve says that in their first wedding that he gave, uh, well, in their wedding, not their first wedding. <laughs> Steve says in their wedding, he gave Noi a ring pop. And then he follow, and then he, so he's following tradition and he's giving her another ring pop. So he gives her the ring pop and she starts, oh, she's all excited about it. But then he gets down on one knee and proposes with his sponsored um, wedding ring that he picked up on that one website a couple of episodes JamesAllen.com. Hello. Oh, okay. Well, they're not a sponsor. Not sponsored. This, not a sponsor of this podcast. So I wasn't going to name Trump. <laughs> bleep it out but <laughs> noi starts ugly crying like really ugly crying yeah. like really really ugly crying but she got a new ring it looks cute she loves it and everybody's happy 
Kind of made yeah. everybody else look bad, though, Steve. I was going to so say, everybody else probably was pissed off. Like, I don't get a diamond. <laughs> and she already had, like, a diamond band. She sure did. Everybody else had them plastic rings like Mirla and Gil. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they were, like, for real, real going to stay married. Maybe everybody was like, well, I got my check, so just say yes, check. Damn shame. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's all I have for annoying Steve. I mean, this is what we thought was going to happen from the beginning, so no yeah. surprises. Nope. They were the boring couple of the season. There's always one. Mm-hmm. Like, had their fake uh, job storyline that made that could no have sense because it was an been easily solvable problem. <laughs> so dumb. So, so dumb. All right, let's close it out with the sharks. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Shark. <laughs> okay, if they're Mr. and Mrs. Shark, why is their secret handshake cat? Shouldn't it be a shark? <laughs> this is true. Oh, well, they had so many damn cats. Well, then they need to pick, they need to pick their couple animal. Either it's cat or shark. <laughs> this is true. It's all about the brand. It should be cat. Because Mark is shark. That's his own thing. Okay. Their thing together is cats. So you want me to call him Mr. and Mrs. Cat? Yes. Pussy cat. Pussy cat. Kitty cat. Lindsay would say that. Yeah, she would. Anyway... It's morning of decision day, and like Tina, Mark is saying that, you know, he didn't get a lot of sleep from the night before. He's been up since 5 o'clock in the morning. D-Day is finally here. So the experts are talking about them before they get there, and they're saying that they're an excellent match, despite the bumps that they've had in the road. Dr. Pepper says that no couple was more up and down than them. Pastor Cal says that they have unique personalities, which is why they matched. But they cannot become accustomed to their misery. They just had such a volatile marriage, like very high highs and very low lows. So he doesn't know where they're even at today because (laughs) it's so hot and cold. They could have been, you know, cool yesterday and then got in a fight in the car on the way here Mm -hmm. and be like, done. I'm done. (laughs) They go into the montage of all the clips. They show them honeymoon, the wedding, bed bug removal, the Nerf gun fight, the um, bondage date with the ball gag. <laughs> she enjoyed that way too much. Man. Um, I'm not even going to say anything. Um, <laughs> Mark says that Lindsay is one of a kind. Her laugh is infectious, but it could also scare a person to death. He shared how Lindsay is always thinking of him first and is kind and gentle, honest and outspoken. He says that he wishes Lindsay was more empathetic towards him, though. Sometimes he feels like a punching bag in their marriage. He says he'd rather be alone than fight with someone every single day. And then, of yeah. course, they show <laughs> they show uh, clips of them arguing and fighting throughout the many disagreements they've had during their marriage. (laughs) Lindsay says that she knows why the experts matched her with Mark and she appreciates Mark's sense of humor. Um, 
how much she makes her laugh, how kind he is, and how caring he is. She also thinks that Mark would be a great supportive and nurturing father. But she says that she wishes that Mark would show her more how he appreciates her. His worst habit is his social media use. She cannot hold his attention for five seconds. So they both come into the meeting and they coincidentally kind of match. Of course, Lindsay has on this ridiculous like prom dress gown because she always has to be doing the most. But Pastor Cal starts things off and asks them how they're feeling leading up to decision day. Mark says for him, the last two weeks have been pretty good. A lot of things have happened where they were both able to show up for each other and be supportive and helpful. He says that if it were earlier in the process, he would definitely feel more anxious. Lindsay, on the other hand, says that she'd be lying if she said the last two weeks were great. She thinks maybe the last seven days have been good (laughs) because she's really had his focus for once. Dr. Pepper asked them what gives them joy about one another. And Mark says that he's happy she finally knows what he likes to eat. He says that there was a (laughs) night where she said, let's put on a movie, order food, put on sweats and cuddle up on the couch. And he thought that was fantastic. Perfect date. Go date a large one. (laughs) He probably doesn't eat goldfish. She probably yeah. does want to date a Lajuan. That was a theory. That was oh, a theory. Yeah. speculation. For sure. They're smoking buddies. Mm-hmm. So he says that those kinds of moments are the ones that he looks forward to. That's when he feels connection from her because that's when she's really warm towards him. Lindsay says that when she thinks about the good times with Mark, it's when they're just being stupid together. Then they start talking about how the other night they were laughing about laughing because she laughed and then he gave a fake laugh and then she like cracks up and in this moment she starts laughing like a maniac Um, and again he says it's like Cruella like she's going to kill him like he's not going (laughs) to wake up tomorrow. Oh my god. Aww. So sweet. Then Dr. Viviana asked them about all the fertility stuff they were doing. She says she always envisioned traveling around the world with her husband, child or not. If they have to put the baby shark in a Bjorn and, you know, head off to Africa or Australia or Dubai, that's fine. She says some people want a house with the white picket fence and, you know, kids in the neighborhood riding on bikes and all that kind of stuff and she thinks mark is that kind of person yeah she says that he has a really hard time thinking about the future but she wants a five or ten year plan and then they start talking about the social media stuff again she says that sometimes he gets so deep into his phone he's missing what's happening right in front of him and that's what really bothers her and it's something that she's been thinking about a lot To her, social media only adds negativity because it's so fake. She also says that he makes comments about her. And we all know everything on the internet lives forever. So there will always be receipts. And even if it was something that he didn't mean, it's there and it's on the record. And she's going to know about it. It's always going to get back to her. Yep. And so I think this is, I know 
jumping ahead a little bit, but we see in the preview for the reunion, and they talked about it too on After Party, where Alyssa and him uh, had some kind of social media interaction. Exchange, yeah. Yeah. And so I think this is what she's talking about, where maybe he was saying stuff to her and it got back. But who knows? So she tells him that he needs to really be cognizant of what he's posting going forward. He says that he doesn't want to be controlled. And she says she's not trying to do that, but she's telling him about how his actions make her feel. And then from there, it's up to him to determine the next steps. Dr. Pepper says that she thinks what the problem is, is they both want happiness. She thinks Lindsay has issues with loyalty, feeling secure and trust. And uh, that's based on what she said. And she needs to feel those things from her husband. Uh, Mark says that he doesn't feel like social media is a negative thing. She just doesn't understand what he likes about it. He says he enjoys social media for the networking aspect of it. She thinks he's just looking for attention. For example, if you're posting a selfie of yourself, all you want is for people to like your picture and comment on how good you look. Mm -hmm. And this is when Pastor Kyle chimes in and says, sometimes in life, you got to take a L. You got to take a loss. That's his advice to men in marriage sometimes. If your wife is telling you that she's uncomfortable with something, your job is to make her feel comfortable. So they need to find a medium ground on this. Then it's time for them to make their decision. Mark goes first and says that during the marriage, she pushed him more than people have pushed him before. He hasn't grown as much as he has in the past two months if she wasn't his wife. This is the most growth he's ever had. He thinks that she's worth it enough to say yes and continue and see how it goes. He wants to stay married. He thinks they have a good foundation and he wants to continue to move forward and see how that develops. He knows they're going to have difficult times, but he thinks that they'll be able to navigate. So then they ask her decision and she says, "Mm, I might need 24 to 48 hours to get back to you as a joke but he's like oh and then she does a crazy laugh again Mm -hmm. but then they then she says that she thought about it long and hard and then she goes into her pockets because of course her prom just has pockets and she pulls out a button like the one that he gave her when they got married she tells him he may not be what she envisioned as far as uh, adventure and his food palette and all that stuff. But she does feel like he's genuinely a good, kind person. And she wants to stay stay married. And she presses her yes button. <laughs> and then they seal that with a kiss. They bring out the champs. Lindsay says Mark isn't what she asked for, but he's what she needs. She's ready to go old and die together with him. And they do their little cat handshake and then they toast to the mayors that's the show that's really it It it's a nothing sandwich could have been 30 minutes really because it just was yeah all clips because even yeah the last half of the show beyond decision day was just them meeting together um everybody sharing what their decision was on decision day. Like they don't live in the same building and don't talk to Mm -hmm. each other all the time Mm -hmm. and aren't friends. Like they don't have one big group text message. Right. 
<laughs> they brought back the good person and her ex-husband. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. In her freakum uh, sparkly dress. <laughs> I'm surprised she's gonna be coming on the um, the uh, what's it called reunion. And using that stupid line again. I am a good person. Crying to the experts. Whatever. We got uh, what three more weeks of this? Is it three parts? <laughs> Well, no, there's the two. And isn't there a Where Are They Now? Oh, I always forget about the Where Are They Now. Yeah, there's a Where Are They Now. Where are they now? Leave me alone. (laughs) So I know I threw this theory out uh, when I was tweeting because it was just so unbelievable that all four couples said yes. Is production trolling us? Is this what they have to do to get us to watch the reunions to see if they stayed together beyond men? I think because last season was such a shit show. And the one before that. And the the one one before that. There were so many no's. There were so many no's and there were so many divorces that they had to do something. I do think they incentivized the the decisions. Say yes today and we'll give you five grand. And like, do they really think we're this stupid? Like, this is all Reddit is talking about. Like, for real really you really mm-hmm. expect us to believe how poor the matches are how little the experts did and how ridiculous it is that they all said yes mm-hmm. when they clearly hate each other yes <laughs> well we'll see we'll see next week what what has uh, progressed since this decision day because it's how many weeks after maybe a month or two no it's like four is it four months no way yeah i think so it's a I don't have my timeline up. It's a minute. Okay. Huh. Well. Long enough time for you to get a neck tattoo. <laughs> this is true. And healed. <laughs> yep. And grow your hair out. I can't wait I, to never see that guy again. Me too, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I never hear the name Elijah ever again. <laughs> I don't ever want to see his stupid, mega mind, big ass head ever again cannot stand him on that note that's our show thank you so much for joining the chisme queens if you have any chisme go ahead and send us some in our dms on instagrams instagrams on instagram we are the chisme queens podcast and on twitter we are the chisme queens igby live tweets the episodes every wednesday so catch her there it's always a good time Igby, you got anything else? Not really. If you have any suggestions on what we should cover in the off season, since there won't be a new season of Married at First Sight till the fall, I believe, let us know. What was that? Five guys in a week? That shit looks like a shit show, but it's something to watch. (laughs) But if you have anything else, let us us know know. what you want to (laughs) hear. All right, y'all. Bye. See ya. Thank you.